Hello, everyone, and welcome to the History Hour here on KZMU. My name is Blaine, and I will be your host and guide. We're going to be starting a brand new series on early tourism. So we're going to go back to the late 1950s, and you've just rolled into this really small town of Moab for vacation because you've seen photos in magazines of the Canyonlands area. And you really want to be able to get back there to see these places, but you just don't have the vehicle to make it back there or perhaps even the knowledge to be able to guide yourself. So what you could do is hire a guide to take you back to these places. And at this time, there's pretty much only one guy to do the job. So we're going to go see Mr. Lynn Ottinger, who started Lynn Ottinger Scenic Tours and the Moab Rock Shop. We're going to let him guide us back in time for the early days of tourism here in Moab. When did you start guiding tours out here? Oh, I got my permit in 1960. 1960. But I was doing tours a little bit. And before they had the park, I, before the Canyonlands was there, I was doing tours out in there. And so I did a lot of trips around here in the 50s, the 60s, I'd take rock hunting. I used to take people rock hunting all the time. So they could find you know, dinosaur bones, which was legal then, and mm -hmm. agates and crystals and so on, go find. And so they liked that a lot. And so, well, there's a picture of one of my buses. Oh yeah, the old Volkswagen buses that used to haul. How many people would you put in one of those? Eight. About eight people, wow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'd put one or two in the back if they really had kids or something, you know. Yeah. I got a platform in the back as big as this. Mm -hmm. They could sit there on that. I put the lunch in it and the boxes and stuff like that, so. That's really and something. A lot of the time we didn't Usually six or eight. Mm. It's a good crowd. Yeah. Or I just take two buses. I had mm -hmm. more people. I had eight. I still have eight buses. Oh wow! And there's my old shop. Oh yeah. When I first started, I wasn't. You weren't in the location that you are now. No. This uh -uh. is this is the original shop this right here. This was downtown, out. right by the first. Second Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw a uh, advertisement. I, I collect the old desert magazines. Oh, yeah? And I saw, I've got I've got some there from the early 60s and stuff, and I've seen those advertisements. I saw something that you had a um, sort of like a little, uh, a little slideshow in the evening times. Like oh, a little, yeah. Like, yeah, almost like a picture slideshow yeah, that, that you would do. Yeah, slideshow every night, last an hour, mm -hmm. more or less. Just sort of pictures from around the area and stuff. And of course. Yeah, yeah. What else would I show? Yeah. <laughs> the beauty speaks for itself, doesn't it? What were some of your favorite places that, that, that you remember taking folks out to? Oh, down the White Rim, same place. The little bridge. Mm-hmm. You can't even walk on them anymore. I used to, there's a picture of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. My bus sitting on it before the rangers were here. Mm-hmm. 
You couldn't even walk over now. Yeah. How did folks feel about driving? And you would go on the bridge. Was that was that something that was like a huge highlight of that tour that, that they really no, loved? I never did that every day. A lot of them didn't want to, and mm-hmm. they said it was going to break down. Mm-hmm. But I outsmarted them anyway. I figured my bus weighs 2,500 pounds, mm-hmm. and so I could put another 100 pounds, 500 pounds on there. Mm-hmm. So there was rocks like this just sitting there, big rocks like this, all over the bridge. So I got down there and I said, well, I can drive on there if I take off. 4,000 pounds, mm-hmm. and this rock is 50 pounds, this one's 30 pounds, this one's 100 pounds, and I get a bar and push them over and let them slip off. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, yeah, so you sort of... Throw them off, throw the rocks down the canyon. Mm-hmm. So the top of the bridge was smooth like this about most of the way. Oh, yeah. I didn't wall away because it was hard to get up there, big rocks, so I didn't move down. So I did that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> people, That's awesome. And then I had a place where you go out there and drive out, and the crack is about this wide between two big rocks. Mm-hmm. And I'd drive out and stop by this big crack and go down the crack. I had a ladder, I'd just skinny down the crack. I was a climber, I'm a rock mount. Mm-hmm. I used to climb rocks and stuff too, so I could just climb down that easy. Get my ladder and put it up. Put my ladder down underneath so nobody could see it. Mm-hmm. There was big rock sticking out like that, so I had that under there. Mm-hmm. And worked good. Didn't you used to do lunch down in there with some folks? Uh huh. So I just lower the lunch down and put it as the table, the big table, and I moved the table over about as big as that couch and mm-hmm. uh, jacked it up and put a pipe under it. Rolled it over there, and so and then jacked it up and put so it was level. Then the people come down to put the table on there, and the, ch- the ladder would go right on top of the table. And then I used to go and stand on the table, mm-hmm. and I could reach up to the top and help them down, make sure they didn't mm-hmm. slip. Once time they did, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, That's that was awesome. Funny. I, I can imagine back in 1960 when you're doing this, town didn't look like it does today, does it? Were you busy enough to, to go on tours every day? Well, when I first started, no. And then it started picking up? After I got started, then I'd usually just take one or two buses every day. Mm-hmm. I got eight buses. I had six one time out. Six, yeah, that's that's quite a few people out there. Uh-huh. Nice little, nice little convoy. Uh, I'd take a bunch down this side of the river and some over here down there, and we'd go down there and holler back and forth. Mm-hmm. These people knew these people, mm. so I'd try to split them up. Well, you get in this one, and you'll be over there, and you'll be able to see your your wife over there, or your kids over there, or something. Mm-hmm. So they'd do that. They loved mm. that. One crazy day I had out there why uh, this girl she says oh there I want that big ball there's a big green ball there a big rock she says I want that big green rock over there so I stopped and she went down and got it and it was a big ball huh 
pumped up, you know, somebody lost her ball mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> and so we took that and then we made the fence around there and I had it where I could get around there easy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I went around there. A lot of people would walk by there and take pictures, of course, and stuff, whatever they wanted to do. So, okay. So I went around there and she had her big ball there and all of a sudden we're just about ready to pull out where we'd be right out on the, the rim again and come around here. And now when I got right out on the rim, lightning hit. Whoa. And as clear as this today, not a cloud in the sky. And then this lightning come down and boom, right in front of us. Wow. And so we didn't go any farther. <laughs> they were scared. And I said, well, I don't want to go lightning again. I never could see where that lightning hit. Hmm. But boy, it was scary. I bet. And I bet. I said, well, I thought that was your ball blowing up. Things <laughs> <laughs> like that, but they... So we turned around and left, went back. Never saw another lightning out there. Never saw it. I've seen lightning, lightning when it's lightning style. You can see it or hear it. But that was just kind of a random... Crazy thing, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that one was. Not another. Man. So I went out and I looked all over and I couldn't see where it hit, but it looked like it's right there for quite a while. You know, huh. half a minute or something, I don't know. Yeah. So we didn't go any farther. They said, no, we don't want to go any farther. Let's stop here. Yeah. Let's go back. <laughs> the old horse thieves used to have a trail down there. Mm-hmm. And so we go down there, and here's this big rock sticking out over like this. And they had a trail like this below the rock. Mm -hmm. And they cleaned that trail out. And so I'd walk along this trail. Then we'd get around here, and then you could go out again, and you could go, you know, far as these cliffs over there. Mm -hmm. So I'd drive on around a long ways, and then get out at lots of spots, and mm -hmm. look around and stuff. Yeah. So you pretty much sort of pioneered your own tours. You know, you kind of mapped everything out. Yeah, know. well, I, I, I don't like know that. about mapping it out, but yeah. I knew where it was. Yeah. yeah it was a kind of, map for me. So the same year that you got the permits, was it the same year that you started the rock shop? No. I had the rock shop before. Oh, before? Okay. Yeah. And my wife said, well, you're taking these people rock hunting all the time. And we're not making any money. We're gonna, I said, aren't you selling the stuff in the shop? Yeah, some, but not much. So we wasn't selling enough to really get rich. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I said, well, okay. And then they started raising hell about me going out to places. Mm -hmm. I never went into the park much, but there wasn't any park down there. Mm -hmm. Wasn't any park down the White Rim or nothing, so I could go around the White Rim and do what I wanted to do. That's why I could drive out to one of my big rocks like this, and here's my dining room down here. Mm -hmm. And I could drive way out there, oh, probably, sure. Hmm. 
across these rocks, big rocks like this. Mm -hmm. So I'm big as this room, and the cracks in them. So I just go around and jump across the cracks. I didn't drive across the bridge every day either. Mm -hmm. so went down there. So that was one of the things that we did. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do now. Yeah. Can't drive out to where I used to have my lunch down in the crack. Mm -hmm. First, I used to carry the lunch out and I fixed a room over here, kind of a little room underneath the rocks. Mm -hmm. People could walk down there and they had lunch there, but there wasn't much room. Mm -hmm. And so I had two, two, lunch, two tours. I'd say, one of them, well, here's. You go on out there and just go out to the end and walk around underneath and tell them where to go and stuff. Usually the drivers had been there before anyway. Mm -hmm. I'd usually get somebody, I'd get six people and I'd take the guy along one to be a driver. So I'd take him on it so he'd know where to go or what to do. Mm -hmm. So that was more fun. Mm -hmm. And so the people liked that. So then, then when the, see that must have been 65 or something, they made the park, I don't mm -hmm. remember. I think it was 64, Probably 1964, there, yeah. yeah, something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I quit doing that about 60, going out and drive, couldn't drive out there anymore. Mm -hmm. so I drove out there about 10 years before the rangers stopped me. Mm -hmm. Come down and change that, and I used to go out different points up there too, and. They closed them off and hmm. keep until you don't have to take my tours away from me. Yeah. They didn't like me taking a bus down there. And <laughs> go down so they went down there one time and dug a big trench right straight across the road. Oh wow. And about six foot deep, five or six foot at least. And so Go across there with a jeep, you hang up on this side and the other side. Mm -hmm. oh, that's okay, I don't care. Mm -hmm. So I went down there when I got there and said, what the hell is this? Must have had a flash flood here or something like that. Something happened here. Maybe they're fixing the road. And so I'm just going out here like this and go across where you'd be hanging, saying like that. So I go out here on this side and go down here and tip over like this and go down the middle and go back up over here. The rangers couldn't figure out how I'm getting across there. <laughs> yeah. I used to take Sog Schaefer out, you know, the old man Schaefer. Mm -hmm. yep. I was going on a trip and when I had four or five people, why I'd take him. And boy, he loved that and get back out there. Oh, I bet, yeah. And so he says, well, I used to have my lunch down under there. Mm -hmm under this rock and we drive right across it. Yeah? He said, I bet there's still something to eat down there if you're hungry. <laughs> Come out here and get stuck, because I left some food there. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he had canned food, he just hide it up under the rock and bury it. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. So I went down and he went out while we went down and he showed me and he said, see, they're right here. So, okay, he liked that. Mm -hmm. And so the people did too. I said, Muscleman Arch. Mm -hmm. 
muscle money used to go down there. He never saw it, not until after I started my tours yeah. there. Cause I, so what I did, first starting the tour, I'd go down there and go all along the rim, wherever I can get to, and I'd stop. So you guys walk way down there now. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So then I'd, I'd walk down there, and the other guys had two, two drivers sometimes, and I'd let him drive my bus on down. So I'd walk along the ring and see what was there all along. So mm. I, learned, I walked the whole white rim, every bit of it, mm. on the trails and stuff. I used to go up those trails when you go down the <coughs> place around there when you get onto the Green River. Mm -hmm. You have to go up a really a steep hill. And so I'd put the people in the back seat and some of them could walk. Hmm. Then I'd have enough traction, I'd just go up that hill real easy. Put <laughs> the air out of my tires, always did. Yeah. Had them down to 14 pounds or 16, mostly. So hmm. I could go up there real easy. Go down the other side. The other side was real steep too. So I went down. Once I went down the other way and came back and said, well, that's a steep hill, I'll try it. So I went up one of those side canyons and stuff because they wanted to see these rocks and canyons down there. So I went down there and went over there and went up to the top. That was easy. Mm -hmm. And uh, just from getting in the back seat mm -hmm. and then climb up on the back or you get in the back and there's a big space under there big as this, they get under there, get on top of that. So I had traction to go up. One time I got down there and the rangers were down there. And they had one guy and he'd skidded off sideways like that. And so I said, what's going on? Well, we're trying to get our car out up there. Well, these people are, don't want to sit here and watch you play with your cars down here. So, so I guess I better get going. They mm -hmm. said, okay. So I just made a big turn and went around them and went on got up to where they were and I said, oh, everybody get in the back. Mm -hmm. As soon as I got out of sight of them, they all got in clear in the back and they crammed up back there. Hmm. And I'd go up through there, just now stand up and wave and then all the top opens on all of them, you know, mm -hmm. my buses. Mm -hmm. So the top was open and they'd all stand up and wave at everybody. <laughs> and we're going on over the top and get up and go on over. I said, okay, so when we get to the top, I had them all stand up and wave. But they'd have to move up there so he could stand up because mm. there's no place back there to stand up. Yeah. So is that at the point when you started to do tours like outside of the park? Like the like Gemini Bridges? Mm. No, I did that first. Oh, you, oh so you're Probably, doing that maybe. first. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I discovered them, you know. Mm -hmm. But I was down, that's because I used to prospect down here too. Mm -hmm. So we went down the river. <clears throat> This guy and he wanted to prospect them lairs down there, so I took him down the river, parked, and got out and walked up the canyon. And I went up and I said, ah, I think we can get up here. So I went up that way, and uh, somebody had built a trail down for cows mm -hmm. to come down, looked like. And so I said, okay. So I went up that trail, and it was good. Mm -hmm. Easy to go up, better than climbing the rocks. A lot of times I'd have to climb the rocks and put a rope down and pull them up. 
Mm -hmm. If we're just out prospecting, mm -hmm. a lot of people like to just go out and go out and go some do something crazy mm -hmm. oh, yeah. like that. Gemini bridges. I went up below them, then I went up on top, underneath them, then they put a ladder up there so they could go from the top down. Mm -hmm. And so I had this big ladder. That was a Irish surplus ladder. Mm -hmm. You know the hole in the rock? Mm -hmm. Well, they got those big signs up there and everything on top. Well, when they first started that way, I knew the lady, she was nice and everything, and so I, okay. So I went out there and helped her put those signs up. Hmm. I said, well, we can go up and do that. Mm -hmm. and my drivers could get, I said, no, I'm going to pay them base wages. So mm -hmm. she'd do that, and we'd go out there and put the signs up and stuff for her. Hmm. So that was pretty good. Yeah. But then some other people took it over and everything. Mm -hmm. But there was no, you couldn't get under the rock any better than you could if you come in that door and to the wall. Mm -hmm. Just about that much you'd get out of there. Well, this guy come by and would park there and have a big truckload of beer. <laughs> and when he'd park there, and then everyone would go by, come from the, Prospecting all over down here where they all wanted the cool beer. Mm -hmm. So he had his cool beer and he, he put him in kind of a shade up there a little bit. So then he starts digging the rock and so he dug that rock out and dug that out and dug it out. And now he got one as big as this house under there. Mm. Now it's all. Should check that and she out. says it's all natural. Mm. You go down there now. Mm -hmm. I said, that's nothing natural here. Yeah. <laughs> and, so the old guy that used to live there mm -hmm. started it when he died down in California. Hmm. And his wife put him in the car and set him up, drove him all the way back home, and took him out and buried him out there. Hmm. That's really interesting. Anyway, he's buried out there somewhere. Huh. I think her name was Gladys and then maybe. I, Gladys? Kind of hmm. me, I don't know. Yeah. I think it was Gladys or something. Mm -hmm. She was pretty nice. You want a beer? Sure. Yeah. I, I, we don't drink it. I just keep one around. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, we're going to take a short little break, and when we return, we'll be back with Mr. Lynn Ottinger here on the History Hour on KZMU. Did you ever uh, guide people into Arches National Monument? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you ever stop at the dinosaur tracks at uh, Willow Springs? Sure. Yeah. What do you think about those? Did you? Uh, how long? How long have you been seeing those? Those dinosaur tracks. Sixty years, I guess. Sixty years. Some theropod and sauropod uh -huh. tracks out there. Yeah. Yeah, several of them. Lots of them around there. Yeah. Went down to the Needles and go up to Angel Arch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd go up there. I'd let my air down to about 14 pounds. Mm-hmm. No problem. And you just... I'd just go right on. 
So you were doing tours basically the same time that Mitch Williams was doing tours, right? Before. Oh, before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. before Mitch Williams. Well, he didn't have a permit. Mm-hmm. I got my permit. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to get a permit, and I mm-hmm. told him, no, you don't need any more permits down there. And so he would go start this business up there where they had the rock shop. Mm-hmm. This guy, Musselman, started a rock shop. Mm-hmm. And so then he got mad at me because he figured I couldn't run a rock shop. Hmm. So we were going to go broke. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a rock shop was going good and all. And so he <coughs> went to the down there and uh, he couldn't get through or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, okay. So Musselman would park out there, and so he'd go down there and sit. Musselman moved down to Moab and bought some land. He sold that land and bought some land and built a, built a building there. Mm-hmm. So he started a rock shop. He's going to teach me. So he didn't have any rocks and didn't know where to get them or how. Mm-hmm. So. I said, oh, I don't care. So Musselman, the old man, mm-hmm. Williams, would go up to Musselman's rock shop and sit there. And people would come in and say, oh, we want to go off on a tour. This, this is a rock shop? Yeah. Does the tours? Yeah, he's our, he's our driver right there. So he'd go and take them out. Mm-hmm. Williams would. Mm-hmm. And so then they got after him for that, and he couldn't do it because he didn't have any permits, and he kept trying to get a permit. And I said, well, I don't need any more permits. I've got one, and I need to get it up. All my buses filled, and then you can get another guy in here. Mm-hmm. So they said, no. So he tours, so he's okay, I can do you. So I got tag along. Mm. You know where they got tag along? Yeah, yeah. Because he would go drive out, and soon he'd get outside of town, where well, he'd stop and they'd get in his truck, or his bus, mm-hmm. and go down to the Needles and back around down there. Mm-hmm. And so then he'd come back and let them out of their car. So that's why it's tag along, because you, you have to drive your car out to the edge of town. Mm-hmm. So they'd drive out there and park, you know where my warehouse is? The what now? My warehouse. Um, I've heard of kind of where it's at, yeah. yeah. Kind of right down well, there. Well, he'd drive out to there, and the guy that owned that land let him park there mm-hmm. for the day. And the guys would go out there and park, mm-hmm. getting muscle, muscle ones, or uh, Williams's truck, mm-hmm. the boss, going down to the needles. Then he'd come back and let him out there. Mm-hmm. So that's why they got it tag along. Because they could follow me and then tell everybody, well, they're following me on the tour and I'm just showing them the way. Mm-hmm. And so they're tagging along behind him mm-hmm. until they got out to the, about where my shop is there. Mm-hmm. They, and he parked, there wasn't any service station there at the time or nothing. Mm-hmm. So 
That was why they got the tag along. Oh. They're tagging along behind him. Mm -hmm. But if you see where they went, they did that every day. <laughs> well, if they had any people to go. Mm -hmm. one was the first rock shop, and when they'd come in into town, they'd see that, they'd pull in. Mm -hmm. I finally decided to get a bigger place, so I bought that land up there mm -hmm. and built another building. Hmm. Or a rock shop where it is now. Oh, I make those, make an airplane out of a brochure, mm -hmm. and this big brochure, and I'd make an airplane out of it. Uh huh. And I'd sail it, and I'd go along there and pick some brush off, walk by the edge, drop the brush off. If it goes up, I'd sail my airplane out there, and I'd make them so they'd fly. As long as they'd, they'd, they'd going up, 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 up. You know, the little airplanes, when they make those little paper airplanes, they go out of way, and then leave their speed, they go down. Mm -hmm. But if you can get them off the ground or out over the river, they go up. And I sell one and it went to Grand Junction. <laughs> I sell one and it went to Salt Lake. Sold several of them. People would find them, <laughs> and bring them in and show me. And so they, <coughs> they used to sell them out there. I sell one it went down to the Needles. Mm -hmm. No, it went down to the Monument Valley mm -hmm. to the lake where the boats come in, mm -hmm. and these guys, this lady, the girls, who I made this airplane for them, and I said, "Now sign your name on it." So these, the girls, a couple of girls or a couple of kids, signed the name on the airplane. I said, "Okay, now remember, when you're up there, you can look down and see everything when mm -hmm. you see that airplane." So I sailed it and it went all the way around. Pretty soon it was up to Dead Horse Point. <laughs> Pretty soon it went on up, up, up. Never saw it anymore. I said, well, are you still seeing anything pretty? Yeah, I must, I am. I'm still seeing the pretty stuff the kids would say. Mm -hmm. And I told them they could see out, just look down and see out from the airplane what you see. So <laughs> when they got down to the needles, the airplane, they made camp right by the shore there. There's an island out there, kind of. And so they camped on that. And this one kid, he didn't want to stay there. He didn't like it. He wanted to go look around. So he goes everywhere. And he goes out there and starts running around here and here and here. He went all the way around this island, found the airplane. <laughs> Came in there and he brought that back. I said, well, that's really good. You found that down there? He showed me. I said, yeah. I said, see where I signed my name? And I said, yeah, that's my airplane. Nobody else makes them like that. You should put a $10 reward on it. Or there you go. Oh, yeah. And I had one went to Grand Junction. And they brought it over and showed me. They find it and said, it come down in my yard. I kept wondering what that was. They came down in my yard. <laughs> I said, yeah. And I made them out of my brochure, so it says what I did. It's a place where I used to go, and there's one big rock about as big as this, and it was laying down at an angle like this. Mm -hmm. Well, the trail comes up over here. Mm -hmm. It goes on up. But we 
I go over there, and I said, let's walk up this rock. So it's easy to walk up. So we all walked up the rock, and I said, what do you see? Look around. And I don't see anything. You better look at the rock. So he looked, and then he said, is that a fossil? I said, yeah. That's a big fossil about that big. Mm-hmm. Ammonite. Mm-hmm. Curled up there. And they all looked at it. Everyone stopped and looked at it. And you had to walk up that rock. Well, there was a little lady there. I didn't want her to walk up the rock. Cause might be a little tippy or something. She might. So I held her and took her up to the top. She stopped and looked at him and took pictures of the track of the fossil mm-hmm. and went on up. So then when I got to the top, where she could go up the regular trail, mm-hmm. and so I turned around and looked, and here's that guy down with a rock, wham, wham, wham. I said, "What the hell are you doing?" You so picked up a rock and threw it at him. And uh, he says, well, I'm just going to get that fossil out of there. He, said, he broke it all up, and you look at that, you didn't get it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been going there for 30 or 40 years, mm-hmm. showing people that, and you destroyed it now. Mm. And he did. He hit it two or three times, and it just crumbled up. Hmm. Boy, I was mad. I There's that. two big guys there. They went back down there, and they looked at it. And boy, they were mad. I thought they were going to beat him up. Yeah. I said, I wish you would. Who was the guy that accused you of planting fossils? He says, oh, well. That was him. That was him. Yeah. I said, now you've known my, this is my stop. Every time I stop, everybody takes a picture of that one. You can put another one in there. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't you do it then if it's that easy? Yeah. That's been put there. Million years ago, hundred million years ago, mm-hmm. on this little kid, and he was there. He's going along the edge, went out to walking rock, and saw him rock along there. I can stop. Stepped in front of him. You can't run along there, but you might fall off of there. Well, he's a real athlete. He's not going to fall off of there. I said, well, that's okay. You want to kill him? Do it on somebody else's shore, not mine. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's a hundred foot down below there. <laughs> And nothing but a rock like this. And, he, and he's run, stepping like this to the edge of the cliff. So I made him, now go down that way and run all you want. So he turned around, went down there, and I said, I thought you was going to run down there. He didn't say anything, but he started to run. He ran about as far as from here to that porch out there, the beam, mm-hmm. and stumbled and fell in the bunch of cactus. <laughs> cactus in his hands and his arms and his bed. And I, said, well, I told you not to run around here. I said, now if he'd have been falling over there, I, I wish he'd have run over there and fell off and then we wouldn't have to pick the cactus out. You know? <laughs> so we started picking the cactus out. I got my big knife about that big out and carried the knife in the door. And it was sharp. I said, give me your arm here. I took his arm. So I started scraping it, and you scrape it like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you can put it out. You can't cut. You're in a cup. And I said, well, I'll leave them in there then, and you can get them out when they fester up, and the doctor can bring them out when you get home. 
So his dad was there. He took his hand and looked at it. And up here, lots of cactus. But down here where I'd scraped them, they was all gone. That's why I just scrape them, just scrape them, just barely. Mm -hmm. You can hook them and scrape, pull them out. Well, you guys, that was such a good time. And I just want to say a special thank you to Mr. Lynn Ottinger and his whole family for the special invitation and sitting down with us today and sharing his stories and taking us on a journey to the early days of tourism here in Moab. And once again, my name is Blaine, your host and guide here for the History Hour. Join me next month on the last Monday as we continue our series of early tourism here in Moab right here, no other place than KZMU.